0: The award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer, and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching, for listening. we got another great show lined up for you today. We are on location at the Cumberland River Aquatic Center, also known, known as Sea Rack. Yeah. And, Don, uh, glad to have you back, Coach. Oh, it's been bet, a few shows. i bet, man. I'm, of, I'm so out of practice, but uh, <laughs> I
0: appreciate
1: the invite to come back. I've been out doing other stuff and and uh but anyway well you've been behind the scenes too that's right you were helping with some camera work and things going on with the shows east
0: tennessee our, our trip over there so yeah it's been it's been good and but like i said it's good to be back and And, uh, hey, we do have a little change to talk about as far as radio stations go. It's a new year. Yeah. be some change. I think it's a good change. Yeah, I I believe so, too. Right here in Nashville, WTN Talk Radio, uh, we have been previously uh, on at 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Yep. Kind of driving home or driving to church time, you know. But uh, we've shifted. We've been able to shift to a slot in uh, Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock. So, WTN here in Nashville, 10 o'clock Saturday mornings. Yes. Now. So, anyway, just I mean, got that out of the way. And uh, our other 23 radio stations, thank you so much for, for yes. covering us week to week. Yeah.
1: I'm excited about that new slot. I mean, a lot of our hunters, our fishermen, uh, our followers are out and about on Saturday mornings. It's a good time to, exactly. to tune in. So, yep. Especially yep. if you're in Nashville area. That's right. So, yeah, that's great news, and I appreciate you sharing that with the folks. Uh, good to have you back here helping me co-host. But today we're going to be uh, talking with David Sims. He's aquatic biologist for the agency. Been around a while. Uh, uh, <laughs> ever since I've been working with the agency uh, We've worked together and it's been Great working with you and I'm glad to have you Here on the show. Is this the first time on Wildcast? I believe it may be Yeah. 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 So uh, we, we waited too long But we're glad you're Hell on no. today <laughs> <laughs> But he's an aquatic biologist For the agency and uh, He's had quite a few roles So I just want to first off let you introduce Yourself and get to know you and then we're going to talk about what we see Behind us.
2: Uh, okay well um, See I started back in uh, what was it back in 1986, uh, as as the Summer County Wildlife Officer? Okay. Uh, did that until '97, and then took the um, Region Two Aquatic Habitat Protection Biologist position, and I held that until I guess about four years ago. Okay. And then just stepped up to another biologist position from that. Uh huh. So still doing the same thing though, pretty much.
0: Yeah. You started out in law enforcement. So
2: yeah. Well, I did the law enforcement here until I just. Had to give up my commission when I turned a certain age. Uh huh.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So I don't do that anymore. But uh, I enjoyed doing all that. It it helped with the with the job.
1: Yeah. So, well, with many uh, of our employees and folks who work for us, they have a passion for hunting and fishing. Is that how you got introduced to the job, or what, is that
2: what you wanted to do all your life? Uh yeah, pretty much. When I went through school, it was that was the one I, I knew I couldn't do being a vet. Everybody was like, I went to school with everybody. When we got into wildlife and fisheries, it's just like everybody, yeah, we were going to be vets, and it's like, no, we couldn't be vets. So <laughs> it's a pretty tough school. So everybody, a lot of us turned out just being wildlife officers. several of us got on. It's like a whole family of us that went to UT that did, and then of course the other universities yeah. that are here. So it's it's been like a big family for
0: my whole career. It's really nice. And the good thing is, and and you know, we we have to kind of keep reminding folks, but in order to work in wildlife uh, as a wildlife officer you have to have a degree in in forestry fisheries or wildlife or or something really biological to background that. yeah, yeah and uh, so so you you already had the you already had the platform didn't you've yeah. you, yeah. been out doing the protection and that yeah. kind of thing uh so so it was a, a fairly easy or a, a good transition for you
2: yeah it was it was different at first cuz i i come from east tennessee uh huh and uh, coming down here there was deer here <laughs> oh right yeah, yeah that was keep thinking how far back it was yeah i think the the first year or two that i worked here the 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 deer kill in Sumner county was under 300 it's like 219 or two something less than 300 yeah and then i think i just saw last week it's 2400 now it's fourth <laughs> in the state and i'm like wow we did did pretty good job. Back yeah, in the day. Think, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sumner County has produced uh, some big bucks.
2: Yeah, it's, we've had some yeah. big ones too. If had you the remember, record. Yeah, the yeah,
1: world non-typical came out of uh, Middle Tennessee, Sumner County. I yes. think it's it's been beat now. I think, but right. but anyway, that was that was cool and. Um, uh, it's just awesome to see, see the deer. I mean, I saw two nice bucks this morning one right here on this property. Right. And yeah. then one uh, just coming in. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool to see you see deer a lot more now. That's than, a good place to work out here. Yeah. yeah. See deer every
2: day here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the reason we're here today is to cover the Cumberland Aquatic Center, Cumberland River Aquatic Center, and, and kind of how it's evolved. Uh, we got more shows to come on. Uh, what's happening behind us? But I kind of wanted to talk to David. He was in, instrumental in, in the first aquatic center, uh, early, early in, on, in the first location on this property. But it was—it's yeah. it's a story. I'll let David start it. But just kind of start us out. Where did it start, and how this pro- this these projects get started?
2: Well, it, it all got started. Um, oh gosh, back—I'm trying to think—around 2005 or six, somewhere in there. I was going to the the state. Uh, freshwater mollusk meeting or yeah. mussel meeting and we have it every year in December and uh, the biologists were uh, just a lot of the state agencies were and, and universities were just starting to propagate mussels and um, and everybody had were doing it really good but they could, they could get the mussels to propagate and drop off the little juvenile mussels but then they'd only go so long and then they'd die they weren't having real good success and then uh, the person that's running our facility now it just so <laughs> happens back then she yeah. gave a paper talking about how they set up a facility on a creek that had mussels in it, uh-huh. and they started doing the same process there, and they had like eighty-five to ninety percent wow. success. So it was a huge wow. leap, is what she figured out for everybody. Wow! And um, I'll I'll never forget that meeting because whenever I was at the meeting, I I thought well. I know where there's 10 raceways at that's not being used um, here at the Gallatin steam plant. And um, so we just, I kept on, and on trying to bring it up to the society every year or two there. And it, <laughs> they, they just didn't believe me, I guess at first. <laughs> and so I, I ended up, I went to my, my my boss, Dave McKinney at the time. And I said, Hey, what do you think about us trying to do this? And, and Dave was on board. He said, yeah. And uh, so he, he said, Go talk to the plant manager. So I come up and talk to the plant manager. And it took a year or two, but uh, we finally ended up with a manager here. That uh, when I went to talk to him about if they'd be interested in letting us try to refurbish the old raceways he, he was, to raise muscles, he was like, Muscles? He goes, I used to toe dig when I was a kid. So he, he knew what freshwater <laughs> muscles were. Wow. He, he's from the river down, down west. And so. Um, it turned out really good. He, he let us, he just said, here, have at it. And uh, Dave McKinney come up with some money somehow or another, <laughs> a little bit of money here and there. He always had some money somewhere. <laughs> but the, 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 we had money, but we didn't have projects. Uh-huh. And that's, we got started with it. And um, with the help from a lot of agency people. I mean, we had uh, the crew from Cheatham Wildlife Management Area come out here. They helped build and clean. Um, of course, Don hubs and Freddie, yeah. couch they come, and um, a lot of the officers, um I know I'm going forget people, and then the the old hickory w m a people come, and it it was a lot of work to get the old facility up because it had been walked away from in the early late seventies wow, and they just left i re- it. I remember seeing it all grown over and it was it was bad, I mean, all there was really was just ten concrete fifty foot raceways with a rusted metal roof on it and trees and everything else. And um,
0: and you saw that and you
2: had the vision. I thought, you, well... You knew, hey, I know it might we work. we might be able to get this to work. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, with a lot of help from people, we got, we got two raceways plumbed. Once the, the manager here said, yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, they did a lot of work to help us too because, I mean, the, the water lines were all coming to the place and they had to put a new header on it. And that's when I started learning about um, industrial size plumbing and stuff.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's expensive. You become a plumber.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit of plumbing in my background now. But I didn't know how expensive it was just for a, you know, 10 inch gate valve. It's a lot of money. Yep. Lord, I thought. Right. But they paid for it because they were wanting us to try to succeed too. Awesome. So they did that for us. And then we did all the rest of the plumbing and everything and mm-hmm. got it going in two raceways. We went and got some muscles. I can't even remember where I got them from. Somewhere close, and we just put them in the raceways over the winter, and they survived. So we're like, okay, that's a good thing. So let's <laughs> let's give it a go.
1: Well, one of the key things about that you mentioned kind of early was the water quality and the and where the water was coming from. That's what made this spot so special, right?
2: Well, it, it's it's the availability of a flow through river water. Okay, it, that's I mean that's where the animals are from. Right, the river here. Yep. Um, the Cumberland River fauna are. Muscle species aren't just taken off by no means, but they're still here and they're hanging on uh, but and it's but it's not i don't believe this is me I don't believe it's a water quality issue. I just believe there's other physical things that's a problem uh-huh but um and so just having that availability of water always flowing because what it is the water that we use is kind of through their fire suppression system, so okay. it's always going to be running uh-huh and so we have Having that water all the time, um, and they don't charge us anything for that. And uh, the plant manager, was talking about electricity, he, I'll we'll never forget, he looked at me and just kind of, I, I think we might have some of that around here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was like, I, I I'll walk right into that yeah,
0: one. on the, on the drive <laughs> in, yeah. looking at all those gigantic. Uh, so, oh, gosh, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, they had plenty, and we, we haven't had <laughs> any problem with, you know, having power here, uh-huh. so, but um, they got us. Wired back up to a box and then we took it from there. Yeah. And uh, it kind of just went from there from the two raceways. We eventually got the 10 raceways up and running. Uh, and that was, oh, and a major help, not just only with TBA letting us start here, but the Corps of Engineers is, is one of these things that's just meant to be. Good Lord was watching over this one because we're about to run out of our money and the Wolf Creek Dam project started for the Corps of Engineers. And one of their managers come to our agency asking, hey, do y'all have any projects with the Cumberland River? Because we're, we've we got this mitigation money we'd like to go ahead and put out there.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. What um, timing.
2: It's it meant to be. Because, yeah, yeah we got like $235,000 over a couple of years there. And that's what really got us our feet under us as far as all the plumbing, all the electricity, um, uh, and then of course TVA come back in at the old place, put a roof on it for us. Uh-huh. We didn't, you know, they just saw what we were doing and like, Hey, let's, we need to help them. And good. so they, yeah, TVA has just been, uh, you couldn't ask for better partners. That's yeah. Good. Core and them have, have really, uh, stepped up and, and the Fish and Wildlife Service course got involved too. Uh huh. And so, uh, it's, it's been just going up from that.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. So in the old facility, uh, there was a rebuild. You you, you had a classroom eventually. And- had
2: a little 20 by 12, 25 by 12 classroom. It was kind of long, but it, it worked. Uh, and then we had a little lab or propagation room there, same size, and then a little office. Um, and that was great because before that, all we had, we had a FEMA trailer that we'd got. That was back right. after Katrina. And I remember that. Feds. We drove down to Alabama and got a, everybody, we got several trailers, but I got one for up here. And, uh. I really enjoyed that this time of year when it was rainy and wet and cold. I had a place to even just to store stuff because we didn't even have an outbuilding yeah. at the time. Uh, but once we got the classroom and everything going, we had a – it was a pretty nice little facility. It's it, not a facility like this by no means, but it was – we were able to do stuff and and, uh, and pretty proud of it. But then the the TDA had their scrubber project come in and – they had the, we were in their footprint and there there weren't no place they could move us right here close. And so we had to shut it down and um, we moved up to um, a little building that we rented a little, well, we bought a little, um, just an outbuilding, I guess a 10 by 20.
1: Yeah.
2: Up and put it on the Old Hickory WMA up okay. there. And yeah. we just put a pump down there at the dock and run water in. Then we had four. Um, like live uh, minute tanks that you'd see in a store. Okay. And we just run water in there, and the mussels that we had got going at the old facility before it shut down, we moved them up there. And we were able to keep them alive there for about a year and a half, two years at least, and then uh, things changed, and we ended up, TVA built this beautiful state-of-the-art facility for us.
0: It is nice. And
2: we actually got to move some of those mussels down here, oh, first neat. ones, but we, uh, we were working with Tech, Tennessee Tech, at the old facility, and, and, and that also proved that um, we could could work with the endangered species there. And we had, uh, working with them, along with the stuff we were doing, we probably had at least 12 endangered species mussels that we were raising over there. Wow. And then we got into the, the lake sturgeon.
1: That's what I was going to say. There yep. was more than just mussels happening over there. Y'all had yeah. other species. The sturgeon projects were cool, yeah.
2: Yeah, and that, that was, the, the, the plan was we wanted it to be, not just a muscle facility, it, it, anything aquatic and native to Tennessee, uh-huh. anything. So that, and that's, we've been able to do that. You know, we had the the Lake Sturgeon. We had, we held Nashville crayfish over there for a while uh, when we had to. And then we had uh, alligator gar at one time. I loved working with them. They were neat animals. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've held saugers and stuff. We worked with our fisheries guys. If we had room and they needed something to do uh-huh. uh, or a place to hold some fish or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they've done a lot of work for us too, helping us out. So we just try to help out when we could. But now, now we're kind of full, though. We don't have a lot of extra room for stuff <laughs> anymore, but yeah. we still work with the Lake Sturgeon, though. Yeah,
1: let's talk about this facility. As you can see behind us, if you're watching this show, there's a lot going on here. Uh, it's so much different than the, the first facility. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're all indoors now, uh, yeah. where you were outside a lot of the times and the others. And-
2: oh, yeah. It was just a roof over the, the right... Uh, you were out in elements.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, and predators, too. Do you have predator problems? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Great blue herons. <laughs> <and> yeah. Possums, <laughs> raccoons. Yeah, I, I could... Stories about them, but yeah. <laughs> so,
1: so this is this is a big upgrade. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, tell us a little bit about what's going on behind us and what you see that that's going on here. It's, I mean, this is great. Oh, this
2: well, this is just part of the story out here. This is this is where we're, uh, we hold adult mussels. We hold uh, the brood stock. We're holding the host fish here. Yeah. Out here, um, the juveniles once they get a certain size, those are kept. When they first drop off, they're in our propagation room. Okay. It's another room. Yeah. Because they have to be more controlled. But once they get a certain size, then we move them out here and we'll have more room for more juveniles mm-hmm. in there.
1: With, this, with the square footage, a big change. And you got a classroom here as well and offices. The,
2: the square, this part is the same size, <laughs> except uh, we were able to make it. They, you know, they just asked, what do we want? And so I, I kind of I talked with them. Um, some of our hatchery people, David Roddy, yeah, and and uh, talked to whoever I could that had actually done some uh, hatchery buildings and stuff. And, and we come across, well, we'll just make it open and have our drains in the floor. And then that way we can move stuff around instead of having concrete raceways that right. are built in. You, and plus you had to crawl over or get in the tanks. Uh-huh. Now we've got shelving units. We've got things that we can do. Just way, way more manageable and and to where you can change things you know whenever you need to
1: yeah that's yeah that's great because i remember when we first visited 2015 right 2014 15 something like that when this place just finished it was just built there was a couple of uh round circular raceways or hubs yeah and it it was nothing like this i mean the piping the 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 plumbing and everything the electrical that's been put in and the progress that has been made it's it's amazing oh yeah. yeah yeah it is yeah, yeah,
2: and, and uh, you mentioned the classroom here. We do have a bigger classroom. We have several. We give tours here. It's usually by word of mouth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We the last couple of years, of course, with COVID, we couldn't do it. But uh, we've already had probably two. I think two already this year, and that that's a big part of what we've always wanted to do here is to let people try to, you know, try to educate them what we could, or at least sure. make them aware, not educate, but make them aware of what's out on the rivers. Because mm-hmm. uh, I grew up in East Tennessee, and I I fished before i went to high school when i come back home when i went to university i fished in between classes there at ut yeah you know? and so that's all i did and i didn't know a thing i mean not i remember picking up one muscle when i was the only one i ever saw was up there on the on the holsterner one time of course i killed it thinking i could find a pearl i know so i'm i'm trying to pay back that we lived and we learned yes we? yes yeah. that was one it's kind of like a BB gun. That's another <laughs> <Yeah>. story. I'm <laughs> still yeah, yeah, paying for yeah. that one. But these mussels, I think I'm catching up on that. They didn't know it. But um, it, it, it's just the people, the, the fishermen and stuff that I've, that I've run into out and about, just the general public even. Uh, once you have a few minutes to explain that or show them these freshwater mussels— they just like, oh, you're kidding me. So, I mean, it, that's always been a goal is to try to make people more aware of them because they're it's just like anything else, out of sight, out of mind, you yeah, know. But true. they're, if they can see them and we can show them and give a good presentation of their life cycle and how things are, they're, they're just amazed. Yeah. I'm, we're still learning things about them. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's pretty, you know, it's neat to be at the forefront of a something that's just now starting and stuff. So yeah, makes, makes your job fun.
1: And a lot of these species are endangered and mm-hmm. trying to bring them back. And, and right. we're seeing success there. And yep. uh, we're going to talk more with, with Dan on some of this in future shows. But it's, it's amazing to see the work y'all are doing here. And it, it's taken it off.
2: Yeah. Is to delist them, downlist them, get them off yep. the list. That's the whole thing. That's we're the done. success story. Yeah, it. that's yeah. it. And that helps everybody. And then that cuts out red tape or issues that you have environmentally yeah if they're not on that list, so that that is a you know probably one of the main that is the main thrust that we try to do here is to to do that
1: yeah and i think uh I think a lot of those folks like you said you run into on the water fishing or, or out people out hunting you you tell them those stories, they understand and then they're, they're like, oh yeah, I can help with this or I can yep. do my part here or there and and yep. be more cautious or you know whatever it may be
2: yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, and then uh like I said, the schools they once uh, they come out here. They come every year. Uh-huh. Once they, once they go through the the program we give, they want to come back.
0: That's good. So yeah, yeah it,
2: and so hopefully we'll we'll keep gaining on that too. Of course, it's hard when you're just up and going, and uh, it, it takes a lot of work. And they're the the people here are doing an awful lot. So I yep. we don't want to get in their way. Mm-hmm. But we'll schedule it for people if they want to try to do one. We'll try to figure out a way to get them in here.
1: Yeah. And you're, and you're touching those kids or, and touching them before they might get out there and destroy something or mess yep. something up or do something they shouldn't. You know, it's, yep. it's great. Yeah.
2: Plus, they like, pass it on real good, too. Pass it yeah. on. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they go home and tell their mom and dad about it, and then we'll get a call from them. They'll oh, know, really? hey, man, is this real? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's real?
1: <laughs> uh-uh. That's yeah, neat. It's amazing. That's neat. Well, um, I wanted to touch on uh, the partnerships. You mentioned partnerships early on, but some of the, the same partners were instrumental in this build, right?
2: Yeah. TBA. Built this facility, um, we still had some of the core money left over as far as bringing in the tanks and things. Yeah. Um, Fish Wildlife Services has has uh, granted us some money and stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's probably some other partners I'm I, that I'm missing.
1: Well, and just the support from leadership too to to oh, make yeah. this
2: happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's it's just been one of those. It's, it just was a good idea, and everybody was like, "Oh wow, Let, let's do it." And yeah. It was like bringing uh, Lake Sturgeon back to the Cumberland River, I'll, our chief of fisheries at the time. I was talking to him about this facility or something other and I said, oh, by the way, I said, I'd, I'd like to get Lake Sturgeon back into the Cumberland River. He just looked at me like, why had not we done that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been putting him in the Tennessee for 14, 15 years. Uh-huh. And so he was like, well, let's see about doing that. So yeah. six months later, we've been letting him go. And the ones in the Cumberland River are doing great. Oh, I mean, great. we've got them over a hundred pounds already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got some monsters out there, and um, and that was sort of my whole goal. I was love to get them back here and and let Lake Sturgeon be a sport fisheries. Uh huh. You know, and actually, there's I think there was some stuff going on below Center Hill this, this last year where the guides were actually taking people to fish for them. Yeah. Although you're not supposed Oops. to keep them, right? Or you're yeah. not supposed to fish for me either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but that I think all that's been worked out and all. But uh, hopefully everybody will not be trying to catch them yeah. until because they're they're just such a neat animal. They got to be fourteen, fifteen years old before they even reproduce.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And so we're just so we're, now getting to that age where they're that. there, and then they got to find the and that might have been what those ones were doing is starting to go up there. Of course, they weren't big adults that were up there, but uh-huh. I'm sure they're starting. So, yeah, that, yeah, that'll be a great day when we start getting reproduction in the Cumberland River. Yeah. So I think it'll happen. And it just hopefully I'll be around. I don't know. Yeah. Get, to, <laughs> get to experience more to it. Or try to be. <laughs>
1: well, in the last few minutes that we've got here, uh, you've helped this facility become what it is and, and been a big, major part of that. But now the work begins. You're out helping the, the teams as they're out diving or, or yeah. whatever, collecting. And...
2: Yeah. Oh, there's a whole bunch of people that do all the diving and stuff. Um I'm just one of the lucky ones who gets to have the boat. And uh, we just, the uh, agency purchased this boat, I guess, two years ago. And it's a just a, a, a you couldn't ask for a better dive platform. Oh, man, that's Cause great. Because we went from a an old fisheries used plate bottom boat where you had to run, you know, this time of year. You're doing surveys. You go run five miles down the lake, dive for a couple hours, and then get back in it. And then run back in that cold. It's Mm. not very fun. I mean, I love to dive, but I really didn't like those drives to and back. (laughs) And so we stepped up from that. We got a cuddy cabin, which was a hand-me-down from our boating folks. It worked great. And that's where we got the ideas on how to design this new one that we got. And uh, the new one, though, is just, it's it's a. It's just a pleasure to work out of it because it's so much safer. That's yeah. good. This new boat is so much safer than than the the older ones as far as being able to control different situations. Uh huh. And so hopefully, yeah, we'll get the time uh, sometime later. We'll be able to show you all our goodies.
1: Yeah, you, you got did. cameras and things that you can get footage of these critters down below. And yeah, and yeah, yep. it's just it's the the technology's coming along, and and to have that ability to get down there and see.
2: It's simple to use for people like me. Now to the video edit and all that, I have to go to you guys. I'll send that to Todd. (laughs) There we go. We give him something to do. No, but yeah, I'd love to to do some more work on that with y'all. I love it.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's neat to to hear about the projects and the things that are going on, and we want to highlight those as much as we can and try to get out there and you know and share that with everybody. It's it's more than just hunting and fishing. Oh yeah, you know it's all yeah because it, it.
2: what we work with, it does help the fish. Yeah. And of course, you got to have fish to be able to raise the mussels. If the fish aren't there, it don't matter how good the water quality is or how many muscles you got. Right. They, will, they can't reproduce. Right. So it's, it's part of that circle you got to have. So
0: we're going to learn a lot more about that in the next two episodes, I
2: believe. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I learned a lot. But I probably learned some more too if I listen. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, Dan uh, or, or Dave, I, David, I appreciate you. You know, being on the show and, and doing this with us. And uh, uh, just as we wrap up here, anything else you want to share with the folks that are listening?
2: Oh, shoot. Just uh, hopefully, if you get a chance to give us a call, give me a call or give y'all a call. And y'all get them to me, and we'll we'll get them out here if they want to have a tour. and
0: yeah, be a tour class
2: or something like that. We'll, we'd will we like to keep it under around 20. And it's kind of well, off the beaten path, too. Cause but you can't, not- yeah public getting invited out no, here. no this is behind Obviously. the gate. You gotta have a key to get in here. Right. <laughs> which is which is good on some things but but not on the other. But T V A is all like I said behind this project hundred percent and been just unbelievable. You can't think the core Fish Wildlife Service, T V A and all the universities and all the people with our agency that's helped make this come about. It's just been unreal.
0: That's good. Yeah. It's awesome. And thanks for having the vision
1: to get this thing all started. It just,
2: it just, something happened. I got
1: lucky. <laughs> <laughs> One of those days. <laughs> That's what it takes. It takes somebody with that vision to, to make the suggestion or find the location or whatever it may be and, and then pull the people together to make it happen. So, yep, yep. Good work. Well, this is uh, Tennessee Wildcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember uh, tmwildlife.org for all things Tennessee Wildlife and uh guess we'll see you next time. Thanks, Don. All right. Thank y'all.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.